Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen. I'm Ted Flint, and we begin with where we left off, I guess. The last time we, we met, we didn't uh, have the Derek Chauvin verdict come down, but as everybody knows, Derek Chauvin convicted on three counts, two counts of murder, one count of manslaughter. He may serve up to 40 years, which is probably the rest of his life in prison, although he will probably appeal his case. Uh, there's so much to this case that's not being talked about. I mean, what really is the aim of the left wing? It's not to ensure equity and fairness for black men and how they're treated by law enforcement. It's about destroying law enforcement, ultimately. I mean, I've studied this for, you know, decades how Marxists use divisions, racial divisions, ethnic divisions. We, we're divided along many lines, class lines, and they just use it to destroy the nation, to further divide us, divide and conquer. And it's so obvious what's going on here. There is no disparity in how black men are treated by authorities, none whatsoever. There was a report yesterday, and if I can find it here, I'll, I'll read it to you. Uh, there's, a, there's a white man by the name of Tempa. I think his name was Tempa. He faced the same type of situation that George Floyd faced with a police officer. A cop was on his neck for 14 minutes. He didn't comply with the officer's request. He had a history of mental illness, no history of violent criminal activity as Floyd did. But the media didn't touch it. Crickets. I'd never heard of this guy until yesterday. A guy by the name of David J. Harris put this up on his, his Instagram site. My, my wife follows David Harris. And... Uh, if I can find it, I'll, I'll make the comparisons. Well, anyway, I can't find that comparison, but I will, and I'll, I'll bring it forward to you in a, in a future show. <clears throat> I do have one statistic here that I think you'll find interesting. There are 697,195 police officers in this country. They killed 984 people in 2020. The vast majority of these people who were killed by police were armed. 95% were military-age males. Only 15 were unarmed black males. That's a fact. You can take it to the bank. The uh, source, by the way, a site called The Daily Trigger. Only 15 unarmed black males. Derek Chauvin is uh, going to serve a long time in prison unless he's successful in his appeals. You know, this, this push by the left is not about ending uh, policing or making it less aggressive, especially towards black males. It's about ending decentralized policing that answers to municipalities. Your local law enforcement agency, let's keep them local and keep them free from federal encroachment. The left wants to replace your local police department with a nationalized force that answers to the state, the administrative state, because big government people don't like small government. Because big cities are controlled by Democrats. It's the same deal. They want to federalize our local police forces. Let's not let it happen. But most people, like I say, they walk around, they're, they're ignorant. They just walk around blindly. And you do so at your own peril, by the way, in this day and age. All right, enough on Derek Chauvin. He is, uh, I, the media's already dropped him. Now they're on to other things, and that's how it goes. You know, and we, we, I'm not going to try to keep up with what the media thinks is important. I'm going to talk about a couple of things here. One of these things that, that bother me continually is this idea that we have to wear masks outdoors. And the mask thing, as most of you know, and some of you have told me, is just it's out of control. It, it, people were never meant to wear masks all the time, everywhere, for every reason, on every occasion. 
I'm looking at a piece here. It's a part of a speech given by Scott Atlas. He, this guy is, I'm not going to read all his credentials. I could spend 10 minutes. This guy is impeccably credentialed. He served for 14 years as professor and chief of neuroradiology at Stanford University Medical Center. He's got all kinds of degrees. Uh, and from July to December of 2020, here's, here's the rub here. He served in the uh, Trump White House. He served as the president's special advisor and as a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Now, because of that, his peers are crushing him or are trying to in the media. He starts out his speech here, and I, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the particulars on the, on the mask wearing. He says, you know, the government issuing all these unilateral decrees and ordering the closures of businesses and churches and schools, restricting our personal movement, mandating, basically mandating our behavior. And it's unbelievable to me, I'm speaking now, how, how quickly Americans have acquiesced to all this uh, government overreach. I find it incredible. It's scary because we're losing our liberties every day. The government chips away and chips away at our constitutional freedoms and people don't see it. They just, they're stupid. I went to a soccer game. I'm going to get sidetracked here. I went to a, my daughter's soccer game last night and there may be 50, 60 people out there all wearing masks. It's 38 degrees and it's storming. It's snowing and we had a lot of flurry activity, just a horrible day. But I, I'm just looking at these people. I took off my masks. A mask. I, you know, I, I wore it when I signed in. We have to sign in. Like, we have to wear these tags. And only two people are allowed per family to, to watch, you know, a soccer game. It's like, it's unbelievable. It's outdoors. I'm not going to wear my mask outdoors. The minute I, I, signed the, I signed in, I just took off my mask. And the woman looked at me. I had a Trump hat on. And she didn't say anything. I'm sure she wasn't happy about it. I want to just read you something that Scott Atlas wrote about masks. Oh, and even kids, you know, my, my daughter's 17, and, and kids under the age of 18, and this was in the Atlantic, and this took in research from around the world since the beginning of the pandemic, people under 18, and especially younger children, are less susceptible to infection. They're less likely to experience severe symptoms and far less likely to be hospitalized or die. Now, we've known this for months, that young children are less susceptible to corona, but they still have to go around and wear their masks. My daughter, all the kids have to wear masks while they're playing. It's so unhealthy to breathe in your own carbon. Is it carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide? Okay, it's carbon dioxide. I was informed by my daughters who each of them have a 100 average in science. Uh, it, if you breathe in carbon monoxide, you'd be, you'd be dead. But anyway, so these kids are all playing soccer, running around with masks on, and, you know, it's killing them. It's ridiculous. So here's what the WHO, the World Health Organization, this is, their, this is their recommendation on mask wearing. Wear a mask when you cannot socially distance. And this is what the message from Scott Atlas is. And at the time, I don't know what time, I think this is maybe late last year, this matched the, the recommendations of the World Health Organization. This past December, the WHO modified its recommendation. This is a quote from the World Health Organization on masks. This past December, in areas where the virus is circulating, masks should be worn when you're in crowded settings, where you can't be at least one meter, roughly three feet apart from others, and in rooms with poor or unknown ventilations. In other words, you don't wear them all the time, and everyone doesn't need to wear them. And this also matches the recommendation, by the way, of the National Institutes of Health. But no, everybody's wearing their masks. The soccer moms are out there with their masks. 
you know, doing their uh, civic duty, they think. It's stupid. People are ridiculous. I want to get back to uh, something. Uh, oh, I, I can't. Before I leave this, there's, there's a, a piece here I want to mention on, uh, where is this? This is from the Epic Times. The CDC is looking into whether masks are still needed outdoors, whether people should continue to wear masks if they can't social distance. That's when I put my mask on. When I get closer than six feet to somebody, I'll put on my mask. So the director of the CDC is looking at whether people should continue to wear masks outdoors amid the pandemic. And uh, she was on the Today Show, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, Dr. Walensky, and she uh, was asked about the matter. No Lips Guthrie asked her. And she said, one of the things I think that's really important to understand is while there is wonderful news, we're getting more and more people vaccinated every single day. We still had 57,000 cases of COVID yesterday and 733 deaths. So, uh, and I'm not a big fan of, uh, not that you care, but uh, of uh, Savannah Guthrie. And they, they talked about upscaling vaccinations. That's the whole thing. They want to get everybody vaccinated. So Guthrie then asked, I understand this is really complicated, but if people are getting vaccinated, but they still have to wear masks, they're outside in the fresh air and the warm weather. But the CDC is still saying, well, you should probably wear your masks. What's the incentive? Isn't part of this part of a reward thing? Do the right thing and you'll be rewarded? It makes sense to me. Do you balance that at all when you're making these decisions about the guidance that you give? Again, it's guidance. It's not law. It's recommendation. A recommendation is not a law. So they're looking at it, and the CDC's guidance for wearing masks updated April 19th. This is the latest. Masks may not be necessary when you are outside by yourself away from others or with people who live in your household. The guidance also notes that some areas in the U.S. may have mask mandates while out in public. In other words, your local municipality, your local city, or wherever. Certainly New York State would, would have such a mask. I don't think it's statewide. I think it varies municipality to municipality. But anyway, I don't wear masks. If I'm, if, if I'm by myself in a field, maybe 30 or 40 feet away from somebody, why should I wear a mask? And it doesn't really protect you that much anyway. It's not meant to protect you. It's, make to, it's supposed to make others feel protected. But the whole thing is ridiculous. I've already spent way too much time on this. I read this week where nine kids were shot at a 12-year-old's birthday party. And not one of the uh, participants or the attendees at this party made a statement to police, nor will they. A 12-year-old's party? Nine kids shot? This happened in Louisiana last weekend. It was, in the New it was in the New York Post. I'm surprised it's still being allowed to be published. It's a, black kids in, in Louisiana. That's why we didn't hear about it. 60 people at this party. Nobody going to make a formal statement about what happened. So there was a, a, some kind of a fight at this home party in La Place, Louisiana, according to a press release from the St. John the Baptist Parish Sheriff's Office. Again, at least nine kids, first reported as six, under the age of 18, were struck, seven of whom were treated and released. Two of the victims remain hospitalized. Now, what's wrong with this picture? 12 to 17-year-olds at a party shooting up each other, and we're led to believe this is because of white racism or inequality in society? No, it's it's a parenting problem. Where are these kids' parents? Some of these, I'm, I, I would guarantee you, most of them don't have fathers. Or at least don't have, everybody has a father, I guess. But don't have fathers who live in the household. That's the issue. Single parent families are, are the reason 
that these kinds of things happen. There was a guy, an author, uh, what's his, uh, Warren Farrell, recently said most mass shooters are dad deprived. Those that's a common denominator among all mass shooters. They're male ninety eight percent of the time, but a second common denominator is that they are almost all dad deprived. A lot of these people who carry out these mass shootings are suicidal. They tend to be young boys. They're depressed. They have no fathers. And he cites examples, and we all know these examples. Uh, Stephen Paddock, guy who killed 58 people in a mass shooting in Las Vegas a few years back. His father was imprisoned and went long periods of time without seeing him. He didn't see his father for, you know, for, for years. Adam Lanza, who opened up fire in New, Newtown, Connecticut back in 2012, didn't see his, his father his father was divorced from his mother. And on it goes. And that's the crisis. It's not guns. You know, the, the, the Biden administration is going after our guns. The Cuomo administration here in New York going after our guns. The communist left that dominate the New York uh, legislature, these New York City Democrats, are going after guns. Well, they can go after the guns all they want. As... <laughs> My younger brother said to me, yeah, they can, they can have my guns, but I'm going to give them the bullets first. And I thought that was a, an appropriate response. That may not go over well, and hopefully that, that doesn't get cut out of this program. But, I mean, that's the issue. It's not guns. It's not racism, white racism. These kids, many black kids, and it's not, mostly black kids, three-quarters of them are born, uh, three-quarters of black babies are born out of wedlock. That's the issue. But nobody wants to talk about it. They'd rather talk about racism that doesn't exist or inequalities that don't exist. All right, we did COVID. We did. Uh, there's something else I wanted to discuss here before we wind it up, and I'll, I'll think about it after I wind it up. That's usually how it goes here. We got the shooting in. We got. I think that's about it. I really do. Let me just let me take a minute here and go over the. Uh, we did the mass shooters. We did the uh, the COVID. There's something else I'm forgetting. We did the comparisons between George Floyd and. Uh, this guy, I can't think of his name, Timpa. I, I had it yesterday, and it's already been taken down from Instagram. Uh, a white guy who police killed had, had their uh, knee on his neck for 14 minutes. Now, George Floyd, nine minutes and change. We're, we've all seen the video. And that's really what, what did the defense in. That video was seared into the uh, indelibly into the minds of Americans who saw it. It was, it was disturbing, no doubt about it. But there, there, this goes on all the time. We just don't hear about it. And, and police officers in the line of duty, kill far many more whites than they do blacks and Hispanics. But again, we don't hear about that either because the media doesn't report on it because it doesn't fit the narrative. Before we run, let me just uh, remind you, if you're thinking of beginning a podcast, maybe you've been thinking about it for a long time, now's the time really to do it. Everybody's doing podcasts. Local radio is, if, if it's not dead, it's certainly on life support. And more and more people are listening to their radio shows online podcasts online everybody's doing a podcast even hillary clinton is doing a podcast if you're interested i'm not but maybe some people are hopefully nobody listening to this is interested in a hillary clinton podcast but anyway buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast buzzsprout will get your show listed in every major podcast platform you'll get a great looking podcast website audio players you can drop into other websites Detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. So why wait? Why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes, this show's notes, and get started today. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, 
they, Buzzsprout, will give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, Pac-Man, patriotic American citizen, Ted Flint, sent you. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. And speaking of podcasts, we have a bunch of great ones at the bmgnetwork.com. We have this program, Pac-Man. We have uh, the Ken and Mike show. We have the Ken Burns show. We have a Mic'd Up with Mike Hansen, and we have Set Apart with Kristen Coons. These are all fine broadcasters, all Christians. They love their country. They love God first, above all else, then country, and they love radio. And they uh, and I'm, I guarantee if you listen, you'll be edified, you'll be entertained, hopefully in some instances. And uh, that's what we aim to do here. We are a patriotic group, and we want we want your listen, listenership. And tell people about us. That's the best way to spread the message. Word of mouth. We'll do what we can on our end. You do what you can on your end. And uh, you know, as Larry Elder, the great talk show host out of California, says, we got a country to save. There's a lot wrong with this country. We're in a spiritual battle. We all know that. Christians know that. But your your average American citizen doesn't know that. Let them know that we are in a spiritual battle against the forces of evil in the heavenlies, and we're going to do all we can do to combat that evil on this program. Thanks for tuning in, folks. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.